The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. Tuesday, December 19th. Cowboys taking on Miami Dolphins this week. Christmas Eve game in Miami. Should be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of points. I don't know why. I just think that game, there's going to be a ton of points scored in that game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think... You know, the way the Cowboys played this last game, we, we've seen we've seen how they, they bounce back. They haven't lost two in a row in really two seasons now. So uh, I can imagine that they'll be more focused this week. And, and, you know, maybe what happened last night in the game, Philadelphia and Seattle with uh, Seattle winning there at the, at the end, uh, maybe that rejuvenates them as well, knowing kind of what's in front of it. I mean, it certainly did something to uh, Jerry Jones, who said this morning, on uh, the radio, 105.3, the fan, that he was dozing off there late in the game until Seattle made those two plays, and then he couldn't sleep till 4 in the morning. Um, just about what the impact of this of this game, of that game, could mean. So we'll talk about it a little bit. The, the scenarios are not – it's not a black-and-white situation. It's not easy um, to, to figure out. Right now the Cowboys are technically in the lead – um of of the division i think it's because of they they have more wins in the division but uh, it, it looks like philadelphia if they win out philadelphia has an easier path to win the division um that it would lean to them because of the fifth tiebreaker in the division which would be uh strength of victory so strength of victory right now the eagles would have that if it got to that tiebreak if everybody won out um but things can change a little bit. I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, uh, playing with the it was ESPN playoff um, machine playoff um, website they have. I think it's called like Playoff Machine. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. You can go through and kind of you simulate every game, of course. Uh, and I did that a few times, and I, I went through the rest of the season. And the Eagles stayed in the in the in the number two spot, and so I kept moving with it and messing with it. And finally, I, I switched Buffalo and the Chargers which I think play this week, Buffalo and the Chargers. And um, that I switched that to the to the Chargers winning, and all of a sudden the Cowboys jumped ahead of the Eagles. So that right there should just tell you that it, it's it, the Cowboys have a chance if they win out and the Eagles win out. They'll have a chance. they got to have some things go right. But it goes down to their strength of victory between the teams that they've played. Um, it's not just common opponents. That's the third tiebreaker. Um, I think if they went out, that would 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 definitely uh, that would just move to the to the next tiebreaker because the Cowboys uh, have lost to um, or, or the or the the Eagles lost to Seattle and they've lost to the Jets. Both teams the Cowboys beat and the Cowboys have lost to the Bills and then they would lose uh, and they've also lost to the Cardinals, which is a team Philadelphia should beat. If if the tiebreakers are going to hold, if Philly doesn't win those games or lose, you know they lose to the Giants, then that changes everything. So uh, the Eagles definitely, and they're reeling right now. Of course, they've lost three in a row, but we've seen the 49ers lose three in a row, turn it around as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. The point is, three games to go, lots can happen. So all right, 
Let's figure this out here on the phone line, 888-855-2297. Let's go to the line right now. Michael's been waiting. He's in Colton, California. Michael, what's up? What's going on, Nick? Good morning. Shout out to the whole Cowboys Nation. Hey, uh, Nick, um, I, I just, uh, man, I was trying to get through yesterday, man. You're a popular show, man. It was hard, but Thank you. I, I, I just, I, I got a lot to say about about that loss, man. It's just really disappointing. Um, but one thing that, that, that I can't seem to get over, and you know what? I hope that I'm wrong. I, I'll be the first one to say, hey, I, that, that was a stupid take. I'm wrong, and, and you know, but I just feel that, uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna play, you know, he's gonna have a good season and, and this and that. Just like, you know, we had discussed before when I had brought up the CD Lamb being the best 88. But anyways, you know, Tony Romo with the numbers, this and that, you know, putting up stats. But at the end of the day, I don't think he can win the big game. And you see it in his eyes. When, 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 when he's in a big game, he looks like a deer in the headlights, you know? And I'm afraid what, – what I'm afraid of is that he's going to play himself into another long-term contract or let's just say a four- or five-year deal. And we're going to be stuck with this guy another four or five years. And I don't mean I, – I don't mean no disrespect to Dak by saying this guy, you know. That, but, sounds, that I, sounds disrespectful to me. I mean, honestly. Like, I know you can say it, I don't mean disrespect, but that does sound disrespectful when you're, like, stuck with this guy. Um, you know, well, but then, if hey, that's your that's, opinion – That's what it is. Th- that's fine. Yeah. And, and that's, that's and, what and, it is. And, and, and I, I would imagine – you haven't called in the last five weeks, right? I feel like you have, but... Oh, um, I, w- I was just on last week. We were talking about uh, Brandon Cooks. Not and, Dak, and, uh, though. Like Gilmore. No, yeah. no, no, no. You got it. If that's how you feel, that's that's certainly how, how you feel. I mean, you know, it, it's one thing to, to say, hey, this guy's a good quarterback. He's not going to take us there. And if that's how you believe, you know, I, I, I look at it like he hasn't taken them there. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think that he, he, he can't. I just they haven't they haven't gone there. Uh, I still feel like Tony Romo was a really really good quarterback. They didn't get there. They didn't get but there. Be, at the end of the day, being really good does not win championships. Uh, um, you know, just doing it. You know, like we like you had said when I told you about the '88, and you made a great point. You know, uh, I, I told you Troy Aikman was the best, and you yeah. said why, and I said yeah. because of the titles. And at the end of the day, the quarterback, you know, everybody looks at those titles. As to, he may not have the numbers Romo has, and maybe Dak will have, you know, after when he's all said and done. But at the end of the day, he was a champion. You know, he, he won. When it mattered, he show up and he won the big game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And one more thing, if I may. You know, I may be getting a little ahead of myself, but I hear these rumors that, look, I just honestly, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I don't think we're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. I think we'll be one and two and done. You know what I mean? Just like the recent history, but uh, if the Steelers go ahead and let go of Mike Tomlin, man, I hope we jump on that dude straight up because McCarthy's a, a good coach and all, but just they, they ain't cutting it. They ain't cutting it, and Dak Prescott ain't going to get it done. Cool. But thank you very much right, for hearing thanks. me out. All right, appreciate it. Interesting. And it's interesting that that one guy over here who's not winning any games anymore and, and they're struggling and he's going to maybe get let go and he's won one Super Bowl and uh, he's been a you know, solid, good, solid coach is better than the guy you've got um, that's, that has a better resume or just as good of a resume. Um, that that seems weird to me. Um, but, hey, you can think that way about Dak, and maybe maybe they never win. Maybe they, they never get to the to that, that point. I don't look at it as stuck with Dak. I think that, you know, I, I, he's he's still learning. He's still getting better. Um, and that's 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 – I know a lot of people have said 
you're in your eighth year now. You shouldn't be. You should have figured out that's not true. That's not true. These guys, these quarterbacks, you, you're always learning. You're always picking something up, especially if you think that Romo was good. If you really liked Romo, Romo was learning all the way until the end of his career. So, I, I think that's only a natural thing. Um, I, I I feel like Dak is certainly good enough to to get you there. Um, and and again, I've said that when they were down five, you know, five weeks ago, seven weeks ago. I've said that. And and then, you know, it hasn't been brought up when they're going and steamrolling five straight wins, but then it gets brought up again. So uh, I, I get it if that's the way people feel. All right, Brian in Pennsylvania is our next caller. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm good. What's up? But... Not much. Uh, just looking at, you know, what we've been going through. This was honestly the game that I felt was going to be the most difficult for the rest of the year just because of – Josh Allen and his physicality, obviously, we saw the physicality. Um, my biggest concern now, though, is that the offense isn't doing the defense any favors. And as far as stopping the run and stopping the teams that focus on it, we've got the 49ers, we've got the Lions, we've got the Eagles, everybody who is who we're going to have to face to get through uh, to the NFC Championship, into the playoffs, and possibly into the Super Bowl. So what do you see as like a way, what can we do to adjust? I mean, our personnel at this point in the season, what is there? Do we just have to play it out and hope the offense just shows up every week? Or is there an adjustment that you would see that would actually, because I've I've said that this team is different, but it's, I think they have that whole, they're, they're young. They don't have that consistency that they can build on. And sometimes they can fight through it and sometimes they can't. So what, what do you think? What do you right. think they need to do right yeah. now? Any small adjustment they could do to kind of get on this right track and have the offense help the defense and not that's put it. us into these situations anymore? That's it. I mean, that that's it. Thanks for the call, Brian. Um, the, the number one thing that this team needs to do to stop the run is to run the ball. It's to run the ball or, or at least move the ball. I mean, you, you would like them to be balanced on offense, run it, be able to pass it, throw it around. Um, that's That's how – that's how they've been stopping the run. This thing hasn't really been fixed. We know that. It hasn't been fixed since last year. I mean, Hankins in the lineup, they're better, obviously, when Hankins is there than, than when they're not. We saw that. That's why they traded for him. Then he got hurt, and the thing struggled, and then he came, comes back last year, and they, get, they got better there. And we've seen it this year, too. So that, that's, that's a part of it. But... This offense is scoring points. They get the ball a lot of times to start the game. Go look at their scoring in the first quarter or, or, or in the first half. They have these leads. They're putting teams in position where they really can't just stay committed. And not everybody runs the same way. Not everybody can do what Buffalo does. The, com- the commitment to run and the way that they run. Arizona did it, and, and they stayed committed, but they also had the lead. When the Cowboys can get the lead, um, it changes the course of the entire game. And that, that's why it's important. That's why sometimes Mike McCarthy wants to take the ball early. He's done it this year. He feels like if he can set the tone, score, put the team on their heels, then that takes them out of their running game. So that's the number one thing. Defensively, yeah, I mean, they, they, they have to be able to be more controlled in their gaps. They got to get all the defensive ends to buy in. These linebackers got to get off, you know, the, the, the blocks. Um, you know, but that's what they've chose to do, though. You know, they're trying to win 
with this matchup because they want to be quicker. They want to move a safety named Marquise Bell and make him a linebacker. Damone Clark, make him a line. You know, he's a linebacker, but I mean, he's he's undersized and he's he's fast, or uh, a little bit, you know, more athletic than, than you would say some of these other linebackers. But you give up something when you do that. You know, it's not a basketball team that just plays five guards. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have advantage over here, but over here you may not get a rebound. You have to give up something when you have a mismatch. Um, and so that's what, and sometimes when these teams are committed, they get their guards to the next level. I mean, they're, they're pushing these linebackers around. So it does start up front, right in the center. They got to be more controlled in, in the gaps. There's, there's some tweaks that they can make, but the big thing, the way this, this offense, this team is built right now, they got to score points. They got to get the ball. They got to score in a game like that when they couldn't score. I mean, it was just, it was just downhill and that's where the bills were running downhill. All right, Johnny in South Carolina is our next caller. Hey, bud. How you doing? Woo Pig. How you doing? All right, Woo Pig. That's right. Um, a couple of things. Uh, you know, we and this is a we've talked about this, or people have talked about this continuously. Is is the toughness of the offensive and defensive line when they start getting uh, bullied around or pushed mm-hmm. around? Mm-hmm. I, my concern on defense is that Dan Quinn does a great job with great athletes, but technically they're not very. I mean, we talk about them running the ball. They couldn't set the edge the other night to no. save their life. No. And the, the, that's the most simple thing in football that you first thing you got to do on defense is set the edge. I'm concerned that we can't, that, that the Cowboys can't do. Those things, and that's what allows them to run over you outside, inside. Uh, the linebackers uh, are almost non-existent as far as the uh, helping with the run game. That could be because the defensive line's not keeping off their legs. Yeah. There, there's got to be an adjustment. I mean, if you can't stop a team from running with a four-man line, maybe you got to throw some five-man line at them. So, not all the time, but sometimes. I mean, but it just felt like the other night we just sat there doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result and that's a bad recipe definitely so definitely I'll, was a bad I'll recipe i'll get off and let you uh, sorry let you no i appreciate it that it's a good call johnny and and you're right it it was a little bit frustrating cuz you just like it didn't you didn't see those adjustments and and, and maybe they were there and and, and you know Buff, buffalo made some adjustments as well i mean they, they just they just seemed a, a step ahead but in a game like that, and, and the, the weather, it, it wasn't a factor, really. I mean, it, it was it was different, but, I mean, Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing in a rainstorm worse than that, you know, first game of the season. Um, it, it, it makes it a little bit harder to throw the ball around, but that it is harder to do that. And so, like you said, maybe maybe you stack the box even more and you say, hey man, if you're gonna go and, and you know Diggs made a one-handed catch and they you know they threw the ball around, but if you looked at it, was there tight ends? I mean Dawson Knox, maybe Kincaid. I mean they they had they had trouble catching the ball on that play that that cursed that terrible penalty that that they called on him, uh, which I'm sorry, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna still look at that and go, well this is football, and I thought that was a, that was an awful penalty uh, in the game, but he dropped the ball too, which hurt you know hurt the Cowboys on, on that play but but I think my point is is that throwing the ball and catching the ball was not as easy as running the ball so 
you kind of you kind of have you know it was a head scratcher a little bit on why they played it that way and continued to play it that way, uh, knowing that Buffalo was going to run it, and that was kind of the the best thing that they did. So, uh, but it is what it is. It happened. Um, it just nothing nothing went right. I mean, you try to think, look at guys that played well in the game. I mean, you know, we're done. Okay, that's it. I mean, into that segment, there there really was nobody. The punter, I mean, he had nice punt. That's about it, though. Um, Aubrey, you know, another field goal he made. Um, had a couple touchbacks, but uh, it really was a—it was just a bad game all the way around. All right, let's go to some text questions here. Um, Carl, he's in Nashville. What's your favorite Cowboys Christmas memory? Interesting. Let me think about that one a little bit. And actually, that—that that reminds me. I wanted to throw this out to some of the, the callers. This will be our theme. For the week, you know, we like to have themes with like favorite all-time player, favorite Thanksgiving memory. Uh, one of the things I want to do is, you know, I'm going to bring in a guy on Friday that he's been on Talking Cowboys, uh, Josh Rodriguez. He's a guy that works up upstairs with us, um, and uh, he uh, he he's got a movie podcast. He's all about movies. Movies is his thing, and so uh, we've been talking about football movies. Favorite football movie of all time. So if you call in or you you send a text, whatever, kind of I'm gonna keep a little poll here. I want to see what people think because um, there's no you know there's no right or wrong answer, but uh, a lot of great football movies out there. I just want to see what people think. I'll, I'll share mine uh, later on, but I just want to hear what you guys have to think about that. But that reminded me. But favorite Christmas uh, memory from the Cowboys? You know, the, I'm trying to think. Like like there's been there's been some. I mean. I remember waking up on Christmas Day um, in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, in 2000. It was an awful Cowboy game against the Titans. They lost 31 to nothing uh, in that game, 2000. But, I mean, woke up and we stayed at, like, the Gaylord in, in, Na- in Nashville. It was, like, the nicest hotel I'd ever stayed in. I thought that was pretty awesome. But it was, like, you know, Christmas morning that you wake up and you wait for the Monday night game. Um, but, uh you know, the year before, it was my first year with the Cowboys. They played the Saints on Christmas Eve, I believe, like a Friday game. And they lost to the Saints. And it looked like the season was over because they lost that game. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and it was a bad loss because Seattle, I mean, the, the Saints weren't very good. But I remember after the game, Emmett Smith w- went down the, down the aisle and he shook everybody's hand. I mean, a lot of the media, uh, some of this, um, whether it be scouts or, um, you know, sponsors that were on the trip. Who knows who, who was all on there? He walked in, you know, shook everyone's hand with everybody, even in, in the aisle, in the window, you know, reached over and just said, everyone, Merry Christmas and all that. You know, that's that's the stuff that I remember from Emmett. I told that story the other day about Emmett and the bags and all that. But, you know, he could be that way, but he's also the guy that would, you know, season's pretty much over. And he's over here, you know, and it wasn't, though. They actually got lucky with some of the other games. They ended up making it to the playoffs that year. But uh, that's one of the things I do remember about uh, Christmas and, and, and Emmett Smith. Uh, I think let's let's get another question. Mike from Houston. I know this is a sensitive subject. Uh-oh. Keep, should I keep reading? Uh, is, is Parsons a one-trick pony? Wasn't involved in stopping the run or many solo tackles, pass rush only. I don't believe so. I think he's an outstanding pass rusher, and I think he does that better than he does stop the run. But one trick pony, when you're the best in the league at doing that, or one of the best, 
at, at, at rushing the passer and getting there and getting the pressures, um, that's pretty good. No, I, I don't. He's not. I don't. It's not one trick pony. It's just that's what you do the best. You know. I mean, I think he's. he's it's like a home run hitter that also hits with average, but he, he he's he's a home run hitter um, from from that standpoint. No, I, I don't believe that. One thing I do think is amazing, though. I mean, seriously, this is again calling out the officials, but this is this is this is the thing where I think Micah Parsons has to get better. Okay, it's don't call out the officials. Don't call them out. Don't call them out on on your podcast. Don't 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 sit there and talk about that stuff. We all know it. I mean, he's like, if he's not leading the league in in, in pressures, he's right up there. I mean, because he's got like almost 80, 85 pressures, but he hasn't had a holding call in thirty four consecutive quarters. That's over eight games. He has not had a holding call in over eight games. This is the guy that leads the NFL in pressures. And he's always living back there, but yet no one is holding him. Not one time in eight and a half games. It doesn't make any sense other than the fact that you're talking too much. You're calling out the officials. You're calling, I mean, you don't think they hear that stuff? I, I, I definitely think it matters. And and I think, you know, I, I understand, you know, he's, you get a chance to, you know, to listen to the podcast. I, I really haven't heard a lot of it, but I, I kind of hear what, what some of the things he says. And there's no way that that helps. There's no way that that is because it's not helping him get calls. It's probably helping him the other way. That's just my take on it. Um, you know, I, I think I think that some of that stuff happens a little bit, and um, I just don't think you know it's smart move to be calling out you know the the officials and, and and saying some of the things that he has done. But I mean, but he's too good of a player to not be getting holding calls. We watch it every single snap, every play. It feels like that they're holding him. So I don't know what other reason there would be. It's just the you know hopefully. Just keep your head down, keep going, keep getting, you know, keep getting these plays and, and not talk about it so much because I don't I don't certainly don't think it's helping them. I mean, there's no way you can go thirty-four consecutive quarters when when you're a one trick pony rushing the you know, it's that trick's not working so much, you know, getting a getting a call, I can tell you that. All right, Bob in Rio Grande Valley is our next caller. Or did I miss it? Is it Chris in Connecticut? Chris in Connecticut, did I miss one? It's Chris in Connecticut. I'm sorry, Bob. You'll be next. Chris, what's up? Uh, hey, how you doing, Nick? A um, huge fan. Thanks for taking my call. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Is this first call? This is the first time I've called you on this show. And all right. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you can. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Boy, what a that that last stat that you gave just kind of blows my mind. But I, I, can't, was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe when I, when I was, yeah, and I was told about it when it was thirty-one, and now it's thirty-four, and I was just like, oh my goodness. So wow, that's crazy. Um, you know, it's funny, and I, I've been I've been guilty of this from time. It's just funny how how quickly people are so quick to jump off the bandwagon all of a sudden. Like I, that game the other night had nothing to do with Dak's play at all. That was a pure team loss. Um, I agree what I that. can't figure out is how is it year year in and year out? Those two things I want to mention. One is the penalties. Year in year after year, they're in the top two or three most penalized teams. I just don't get it at all. Like, how do you not fix that? So there's that. And then secondly, the thing that 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 really bothered me the other night was was the uh, they're down fourteen and nothing. They've got second and like a foot from the eleven yard line. You know why not just why not just have Dak sneak it? Why do you got to get tricky? I feel like so many times 
Um, this, the offensive coordinators, you know, obviously in this case it's Mike. But um, why do they – he just seems to overthink things sometimes. It's, you know, you're going to trick people. It's like well, just – here. You need the touchdown there. Come no, on, I, man. No, you Go. had to have the touchdown. I mean, that that, that second and one play at the eleven was was yeah. huge because they they got a four yard loss or three yard loss, and then they they didn't get it, and on third down had to kick a field goal. I I agree with you there, but I'll say this: when it's second and one at the eleven, I'm thinking it's almost like it's not. I'm not saying it's a free play, but sneaking it there. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Derek Eagleton sits next to me in, in the he has for years in the in the uh, press box. And the thing that I, I think is I hate the most, I'd love to see a stat on it. First and goal from the ten, you're not scoring. I mean, this team's not scoring a touchdown. First yeah. and goal in the ten is is really, really tough. So you get a yard and you get a first down to the ten or maybe to the nine. That's almost like getting a I mean, you're gonna get a field goal anyways. So second and one. They're thinking maybe we get four or five yards, maybe we get in, you know, first down into the five, and that changes everything. It's probably four down territory. So I don't think they wanted to do that. In retrospect, you know, he would have rather them, you know, get get the first down. I get that, but the Bills called a perfect defensive play for that one. You know, that play where their safety comes in and just doesn't get blocked and just blows yeah. up the play. It was a great call by them. Um, yeah, I mean, you 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 want to just take it back and go, man, just get the first down. And you're right in most cases. You know, I, I looked last night at that game, the Eagles in, in Seattle, and it's third and three from like the twenty something yard line. They roll out, throw an incomplete pass, and then kick a field goal. And I'm thinking, third and three, Hertz is going to get. He's not going to get three, but he's probably going to. If you just if you push him for one and a half to two, do it again on fourth down. It's not getting stopped. <laughs> So that they kind of, I think sometimes my point is sometimes they don't use these sneaks early enough. You know, why does it have to be fourth and one for Dak to sneak it? How about third and one? And in your case, you're saying second one. My only case, my only point there would be I did I wouldn't want first and and goal from the ten. I wouldn't want that. I think Aubrey should just be getting ready anyways on first and goal in the ten. Yeah, sorry, they've been went on, a, went on a rant there. You got anything else? I'm sorry, Chris. No, I was just going to say, you know, they just how they kill themselves over and over with yeah, penalties. The penalties. You know, it's just I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, what, Here's, <laughs> it hasn't been affected no, year in and year out. It hasn't. I have a theory on that. I'll, 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 uh, I'll let you go on that. Thanks, thanks, uh, okay. thanks, Chris, for the call. Um, what, what I need to look up, and I, I'll, I'll do this. Um, I say on the break. Let's just, we just, we're going to keep rolling. Chris, we're going to keep rolling through, through the break here. Um, but, you know, where are they in sacks? I need to, I need to look at this. Where are they in sacks in, in the league? You know, do they, are they right at the top? Where are they in pressures? How about turnovers? If, and I have a feeling the Cowboys are up there in sacks and in pressures and in turnovers. And I'm not giving them excuses here for penalties. I'm just saying when you have a team – that's aggressive, and they're getting after the quarterback, and they're they're making plays on the ball. You are going to give up some things from a penalty standpoint every now and again. That doesn't that doesn't mean you should line up offsides. That doesn't mean you should run into the punter. I I, I get that, but you know I, I went back and I, I always remembered Demarcus Ware and Flozell Adams. These guys were getting a penalty almost every game. You know, I mean, the, the year that Demarcus had 19 and a half sacks, or maybe he was 20 sacks, like in 2008, 
I think he had an offsides penalty every snap. I mean, I mean, every game, not every snap. Every game had like one. You'll take that. You'll take that if your guy's getting off the ball and, and getting sacks and stuff like that. So being aggressive, being overly aggressive, there's a line. And then the, again, the Cowboys are, are over it uh, when it comes to, to some of these costly penalties, these mistakes that you just can't have. And I mean, that game's different. It's a, it's it looked like a like it was a blowout game, but that was you give me two of those penalties back, and it's a different football game. And then they have to play different as well. Um, but that's the Cowboys' fault. They gave them these plays. They gave them. That's what I wrote in my article. It was it was too much season of giving. You know, you don't need to be giving away the fifteen yards of pop like that. So especially when they're when they're Offense is all you know off the field or walking off the field, and you put them back on there and say, "No, no, you're not done yet. Go score." And then they did. That that was that was huge to me. All right, let's go with uh, now. We go with Bob in Rio Grande Valley. Morning, Nick. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. I appreciate uh, very much the analysis that uh, you just gave that uh, about what happened in that game. That uh, I sat here at the house and I was play-by-play right here and thinking. And uh, when I saw uh, the penalties and uh, uh, not getting calls that we should have and then shooting ourselves in the foot when we shouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, when it was all said and done, it uh, we lost. Now, here's, here's my evaluation of where we're at as a team. We've got a great head coach. We've got a great defensive coordinator. They can scheme a game as well as any coach in the league. They can do it with the players that they have. Barring injuries, if, if everything is uh, the way it should be, the way we want it to be, uh, we can run and gun with anybody. But when you get you lose a key player here and a key player there, and we've lost several, you've got to take and get back in the pot and use someone that is not quite up to that first team uh, uh, capabilities yet and make the best of it and do the best you can. I feel that uh, in Miami it, uh, we have to we've got to run and gun. We're not going to be able to run the ball on those guys that, uh, and we can't let them run it on us. We need to take if we win the coin flip we need to take the ball. We need to score first. We need to put them in a catch-up mode. We're going to have to do the same thing against the Detroit Lions. If we do those things, there's a good chance that we can run out the rest of the season. Are we going to wind up uh, with uh, the home field advantage in the playoffs? I think that's very unlikely. But the bottom line is uh, you can't blame it on Dak. Dak is a great quarterback. He does one hell of a job. He's a team player. He's a leader. He's respected. He's intelligent. He's very talented. And he's as good as any quarterback that we've ever had. And Micah Parsons, Whoa. Micah is top drawer. So with that, I'm going to shut up. Right. And I'll tell you, I, but I would like for some of these people to really think about what they're saying. Why in the name of goodness would you want to swap Mike McCartney for Tomlin? Tomlin's a great coach. He is. But what would be your advantage to do something like that? I mean, I can't understand some people's thinking. And with that, I'll shut up. All right. I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I, I agree. I mean, I agree Mike Tomlin's been a really good coach. Um, 
It's a little different over there in Pittsburgh. I mean, I you realize they they ha- they've had like three coaches in like fifty years. I mean, like three. I feel like I feel like teams like the Panthers and the Colts and the you know I mean I, I don't know I mean Houston. I feel like they, they've had three like in the last five years. But um, you know, a lot of patience. You, you you have to have success over there. I, I I don't know. I mean, we're not we're not we're definitely not getting into things like tampering with coaches or anything like that. Mike McCarthy, they just asked Jerry this morning on the on the radio about getting an extension. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how this thing plays out, but there hadn't been many coaches, uh, you know, in in the last thirty years for the Cowboys have put his team in the playoffs three straight years. Um, I believe, it, I believe it would it would Switzer did ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. That's probably the last three times the Cowboys have made the playoffs three straight years. Um, maybe I'm missing something with Garrett, but I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that that happened. So there is a level of consistency there. And also the players really respect Mike McCarthy for how he treats them, how he treats them. And I mean that with how he takes care of their, their bodies, gets them off their feet a lot. I mean, he, he really thinks a lot about them. He kind of has a good understanding about what it takes to, to play 25 weeks. This isn't a 17-game schedule. We're talking about like 25 weeks from training camp. You get the, you know, then you got the bye week right before the season, and then you got the game, and you got the bye week, and you're trying to get all the way. It, it, it's a process. It's a long haul, and, and he does a, a really good job with that. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think there's a lot more to it than just can you win the big game or not, you know, and and that's maybe what it'll come down to. But I, I think when when Jerry looks at this and he looks at you know you got to put your team in position to go win games. You got to have a good football team that can go win, and and I think he's done that. Now they got to do it. They just got to do it now. Um, text line question here um, from a five one two number. I guess that's that's down maybe Austin. The replacements, best football movie of all time. The replacements and North Dallas Forty. North Dallas Forty. That was a that was a movie. I guess in the eighties. Kind of, kind of. It was definitely, it was definitely made to you know around the Cowboys in the seventies. It was you know it was a fake team in Dallas, but it was it was loosely built off of some of the the players and some of the storylines uh, for for the Cowboys. North Dallas Forty uh, and the replacements, which is which was also based off nineteen eighty seven. Strike um, with, with Washington, really the Washington Redskins, and, and that's what that team was built on. And then they go and they beat Dallas. So uh, those, both those movies, you know, aren't, aren't you know real teams, but they were kind of they were kind of made off of uh, real NFL um, scenarios. All right, let's go to Rob in Vegas. What's up, Rob? Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Calm down a little bit from, since yesterday, or what? Oh, yesterday was calm. Oh. It's just unfortunately, it's it's just reality. Can this team win a, a Super Bowl right now? Yes, it could. No, actually, but, no, they can't. They cannot win a Super Bowl in mid December. And I'm not no, trying. To, I'm not trying to joke. I'm just saying. But we that's what we're talking about. We talk about can they win? Can they win? They're not going to win tomorrow. They're not going to win today. No. So that's that's why. That is why I kind of like always push back on callers. You know, like you when you say that because. This is what it is. We're going to be doing a show tomorrow. It's what we can control right now. And we're all projecting. We're just projecting on what yeah, we think. 
the one thing, the one thing though, is let's be honest. This team is built more to win in the regular season than in the playoffs. Why? Why do you say that? Why? Because because they're a fast a fast break football team. They want to play uh, a game like they played in Seattle, forty five thirty, then a twenty seventeen type game. They're they're fast defense, but they're they're small. They're a, they're a fast big play on offense. Where we don't get some big plays on offense, we're not the type of team that's going to just like Buffalo said. Okay, we want you to march the ball down the field. We do it on spurts, but that's not our game. We don't want to play smash mouth football. We're not built for it. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like that comes from Jerry Jones too. He doesn't want that type of product on the field. The last time we had a team like that, that was under Bill Parcells. He doesn't want that. He wants the, the, the Seattle-type games. And let's be honest, in the playoffs, you don't have those games. The, the games get tighter. Teams are not willing to take as many chances because, you know, you lose, you go home. So you can't change that mentality unless you get rid of uh, your two head coaches, uh, Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy, which I don't think – Mike McCarthy is definitely going to stay. Dan Quinn, I don't think so. I think he'll be gone. Um, and Jerry Jones has to realize that we need to be bigger, tougher. You know, we talk about it all the time. Mike McCarthy talked about it. Dave, we're not, we're, we're tiny on defense. We're with Micah Parsons, they're going to have to figure out if this guy's going to play defensive end, he needs to go up to about 270 pounds. Or they're going to say, we're just going to run at him. Teams ain't stupid. And so, so we're just not built to, to win in the playoffs. Now, we can. But it, it's going to be tough, especially you got to go on the road. If we get home, home field, which we won't, but let's be honest, home field, this team, the way they're constructed, we're tough to beat. But in the elements, against the smash mouth, against the team that's willing to just pound us, we, we don't want that. And I don't know, it's been like that for years. You said we, we're just not a physical team. We don't have a physical offensive line. We don't have a physical defensive line. You, you took it back to you took it back to Parcells. I, I mean, I, I, that's too far to me. I mean, in two thousand like fourteen, that was a smash mouth football team. That was a good the, the team that lost with Dez in Green Bay. That I mean, yeah, but the defense wasn't the defense wasn't that good. No. The offense, yes. Yeah, I mean, mouth with Zeke when yeah. he had his rookie year, but that was on the offense. On yeah, the I mean, defense, the offensive line, but but never been. Okay, I, I I thought you were saying that they, you know not since Parcells have they tried to have I mean no they they want to be a physical type football team and I think they want this team to be that they're just they're just not they're just yeah, not no. I think it starts with center I mean I don't think Tyler Biotis is a guy that moves people around um, but I think it's a mentality let's be honest blue collar teams uh, you know Buffalo San Francisco. Philadelphia, if they want to, but for whatever reason they don't want to, then they're not blue collar. Then they're not blue collar. Don't put them in blue collar if they don't want to. You know, I don't know what it is about want to, but if they if they just well, I don't think it's I don't think it's the players. I think it's the coaching. Well, nobody wants to get their ass kicked. I mean, you know, I don't know why Philadelphia doesn't say we got the best offensive line of football. Why don't we run the ball more? They probably should. They probably should. All right, Rob, best football movie of all time. Rob, best football movie. Do you even watch football movies? Yeah, yeah, probably. The, I like the one with uh, Denzel, but I can't remember. Remember the Titans. You, That's it. You didn't remember the Titans. 
But remember the Titans. Got it. And I did like that's your I worst like joke of the day. I do like the replacements. I Got it. That was good with Keanu Reeves. All right, good stuff. All right, Rob, appreciate that. Good call. Um, all right, Dylan in uh, Northport, Florida is next. Hey, Nick. How, How you doing? doing man? I'm good. I'm all right. It's second day in a row following up the legend, Rob. Yeah. Love you, love you homie. Be- uh, best football movie, Dylan. Uh, Waterboy. Just, just like without hesitation, it was just slow. Waterboy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had, remember, remember the Titans was good. That was the only serious football movie that I've really ever liked that I've watched. Uh, but Waterboy just turned on and had some laughs. We need some laughs this week. We do. I think. We do. We've been kind of talking about it, and then different, different. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday, and we talked about that a little bit. We had different movies been thrown around, but just Waterboy was not one of them. But that's cool. <laughs> that's good. Great yeah, line yeah, by Dan Fouts, who's the commentator, when he just says, shut up, Brent. I don't know why that's oh, funny yeah. to me. That's funny. Yeah. All right. What uh, do you got? Uh, yeah, I understand why people are panicking, but kind of the, 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 I guess the topic of the day, it's not really necessary. It's a lot of recency bias, I think, is kicking in. Um, talking about Dak can't do anything. He was an MVP candidate a week ago. Right. Mike McCarthy, he uh, – <laughs> I mean, he's been in the playoffs every year he's been here, except for, I think, 2020, which that was a whole mess of a year anyways. So we can forget that one. Um, but I also want to ask this question, too, I guess, to all the callers out there and everybody listening. Who in the NFC are you scared of? Everybody's saying, or a lot of people are saying we're going to be one and done or done in the divisional round just because there's some 49ers. There. Can I vote? Well, that's it. 40. That's yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. Right? No, that's it. That's it. You're yeah. right. Now, I mean, the Eagles are are oh, good. Here's what I don't here. Here's here's I don't know if scared is the right word, but I don't want the Cowboys to go to New Orleans. I'm just just going to be honest. I, I that's not the scenario that I think is, is good for them um, that's to be the five seed scared. No, not scared. But to be the five seed, if you don't if you don't get the number two and you're the five and you got to go play New Orleans. Not really worried about Baker Mayfield in Tampa or definitely Atlanta, but in New Orleans, nah, not, that's that's just not an ideal situation. Can they go win? Yeah. Will they win? I mean, probably, but it's not a place you want to go get down ten to nothing, you know, with that crowd and and that and then and then the way they run, Kamara's playing, and the way they got Taysom Hill, and you know they can run. It's just not it's not ideal. So I I don't look at that as a well, you're just going to go beat somebody from in the South. Like, uh, if it's if it's New Orleans, I don't think that's that's a good matchup for the Cowboys. So that's the one. And not scared. It's just that, you know, I I don't just just mark off an easy win from the five seed, whoever you're playing in the four, if it's New Orleans. So. Yeah, I hadn't thought about New Orleans. That's a good point. I guess the thing with them is you can get up uh, hopefully to an early lead and yeah. kind of play your brand of football at sure. that point. Sure, you can do that. And Derek Carr is going to be Derek Carr and all that. Yeah, I I get that. I I totally get that. I just. I'm just saying, I've been there before, and I've I've seen I've I've seen games where you think you're going to go win in New Orleans, and it's ugly. Um, and fun fact: the only team in the NFC the Cowboys have never faced in the playoffs is New Orleans. So, well, I kind of hope it happens now. <laughs> now you hope I, I, not me. I hope it. I hope it's the you know the Cowboys are the number two seed, and then you know if New Orleans it gets in as a seven, great. Come on down, you know, like that. That that wouldn't worry me, um, and that that that's what's going to be so big here for the Cowboys. I mean, if they can get the yeah. two, because yeah, 
having that home field advantage against some of these teams. I mean, obviously, we've seen it. Um, that's yeah. where they really shine. So that would be great. Yeah. Uh, and this loss of the Bills just super quick. I'll go fast here. Um, you know, it's concerning the way they lost, but it's an uncommon AFC point. They went against all their tendencies. They usually put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. They didn't. He put he took the ball in his hands and handed it off every single play. And so we might see it again in Miami. And I hope people don't panic if if Miami whoops us too. I mean, I, I don't know about whooping, but it might be, it might be another tough game. So no. you know, if they lose, I'm still on the roller coaster ride. I'm still uh, very confident in our chances against the NFC. And if we get to the championship game against the the Niners and the championship. And then, you know, at that point, we're playing with house money. So, yeah. here's what happens. But. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the Cowboys are going to beat the Dolphins. That's that's my opinion. I, I don't need Ooh. I don't need to wait till Friday to make a pick and gut feeling and all that. Cowboys are going to beat the Dolphins. No, they're going to they're gonna beat them. They're going to beat them. I don't want to sit there and say they're going to boat race them. I'm not, it's maybe not going to be like that. It's going to be a high-scoring game probably. But I think the Cowboys are going to put it on them. I really believe that. I, I, think, I think there's something about this game I've always thought. The Buffalo one kind of – had me a little bit more concerned. Maybe even Detroit, like that. That game is going to be tough, too, in its own way. But I, th- I mean, this is going to be a tough game. But I think they're going to they're going to give it to them. They're going to give the, the Dolphins everything. Um, and it'll, you know, they got too much firepower to get their ass kicked, Miami. But I think I think the Cowboys are going to bring it. So that's why I believe. Yeah, it. sounds good. All right, fingers crossed, man. All right, that's see it. you. All right, more text message questions or, or, or comments on favorite movies. Carl from Nashville, remember the Titans. Jeff from Oregon, North Dallas 40 and draft day. Interesting, draft day. Draft day is a, is a tough one because it reminds me of the movie Days of Thunder. I love that movie, Days of Thunder, auto racing movie. Knew nothing about NASCAR. Just loved it because it was really, it was like a remake to Top Gun. So I loved it. And then I kind of got into NASCAR and understood that, the movie would never happen, and that's kind of the way draft day is to me. Just some of the just some of the things when you kind of know the ins and outs of the scouting process, and you're like, really, really, you're gonna look at tape the day of the draft and make a big change and watch something and and calls coach about why nobody went to his birthday party and all that stuff. I mean, but it you know I watch it, but it's it's funny just the whole trading part. Um, and another one from uh, from. RDJ in New Jersey. Radio. Radio. That's a good one. That's a good movie, for sure. Brian in Kansas City is our next caller. Brian, what's up? Good morning, sir. I'll go with uh, Brian's song. Brian's song. All right. You can always <laughs> tell people's age a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say this. In the meeting, we had a meeting the other day. We went around. We had, we had remember, the Titans. We had replacements. And I looked at Mickey. Mickey was Mickey Spagnuolo wasn't doing anything. I was like, Mickey, what do you think, Brian's song? He's like, yes, yes, for sure. So I was like, all right. So uh, he he said the same thing. I haven't seen that oh, movie. Man. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Hey, I got a favorite Christmas memory. You'll have to help me with the year. I think it's '95, but wasn't that the year on Christmas Day? Didn't Emmett break the touchdown record? Yes, yes, 25 yeah. touchdowns against. Well, not against the Cardinals, but it was. Uh, and that record's been broken, like you know, since right, right. since then. I mean, um, but yeah, it, that that was a big, big game, and because it and and, and the Cowboys, I mean, have told this story several times. The day before, it was a Monday night game on the twenty fifth, um, but the day before, the Forty ers who kind of kind of similar to this year, kind of had the Cowboys number. They'd already beaten them once, pretty bad, and they lost. 
to the Falcons, and they got off the plane in Arizona, and they said, you know what? we got to just win tomorrow night, and then we're, we got home field advantage. And that just kind of rejuvenated them. They went, and, and they beat the, the Cardinals there on Christmas night. Um, but, yeah. And that movie, actually, I mean, I'm sorry, that, that game is also kind of the backbone to another movie, another football movie, Jerry Maguire, because they filmed a lot of that movie from that game there in that 95 uh, Cowboys and, and Cardinals. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but, you know, towards the end and uh, Rod Tidwell's making plays and all that. A lot of it was because they filmed it from that game there in 95. Huh. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the movie. I yeah. did not know. I it did was, not make the connection. Yeah, you see Barry Switzer a lot. You see some of the, you know, they kind of go in and out. You can tell the difference, obviously, between just footage from the sideline and all that. But they, they, they took a lot of that game and then kind of made it. Uh, made it, you know that that Cowboys Cardinals game. So Jerry Maguire. I mean, if if that's if you consider that a football movie, and I think, you know, if you're one that thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie, we're playing all that, then yeah, Jerry Maguire definitely is a football movie. But. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you. So you know, this is not quite mm-hmm. as off the rails as the sumo wrestler playing defensive tackle, but. <laughs> The you know with Hankins gone, I think this is just a temporary solution, and of course it depends on whether the player wants to do it and his temperament's a little hot and cold. But I, I was thinking maybe we move uh, Parsons back to linebacker just until Hankins is is back. It's just a thought because I think Hankins kept Marquise, you know, the smaller guys, Marquise Bell and so forth. I think he kept them clean. And that second level could flow, and I don't think we have that right now. This it doesn't look like it. So this may not. Hang up and listen. Okay, thank, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. This may not be the game for that. I mean, that's not a bad thought. And, and, and obviously, you can do different things on different plays and all that. Just know that, that the speed element here with the Dolphins is going to be through the roof. You're going to have to have guys that can run all over the place. Um, you know, Mar- Marquise Bell, yeah, he may not be the best one when a guard gets to that next level, but you're going to need – you're going to need these safeties closer to the box. You're going to have, they're going to be have to go on sideline to sideline the way that the Dolphins call plays, the way that they get these guys on the move. You're going to need as much speed as you can. So maybe, I mean, maybe you do play Parsons some there. we got to get rolling. One more call before we end it. Eric in North Carolina. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Good, sir? man. How are you? I'm doing great. I've been listening to you for years. I saw you one time in uh, Charlotte. And it's funny, I was listening to you for years on the Cowboys break. And it was before the game. I think it was 2018. Uh, the Panthers, the the Panthers uh, beat us pretty bad that day. But I was hollering to you, Nick, Nick, and you, and you kind of looked over and kind of waved, you know. And I, and I was hollering to you like like we were best friends or something. That's you know, all right. Like, you know, like, I appreciate like, that. Like, like who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's cool. I mean, I, I appreciate that. You know, that happens sometimes on the road, and it, it's it's a, it's really a neat experience. So I can't say I remember that. I do remember the game, oh, I know, I know. but it wasn't, you know, wasn't a lot. Of, it wasn't a lot of great stuff in that game for sure. So no, that was a terrible. It was the only game I've been to in my life, and it was a, it was a exciting, you know. But but yeah, it was a terrible uh, result. Well, but yeah, I saw you. They couldn't and stop. Anbar. Yeah, they couldn't stop Cam and, Newton. You know, he was just he was just managing the game to perfection. You know, it was just it was awesome the way he was he playing was. that game. Uh, I'm yeah, tongue-in-cheek tongue yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, we got to get rolling. You got you got a point real but, quick or a question? 
Yes, sir. Well, I just want to say my favorite football movie is uh, We Are Marshall. Oh yeah, you know, we, you know, Marshall is actually walking around here uh, yesterday, walking around there playing in a bowl game to, tonight, I think, against um, here in Frisco. Uh, I think they play oh, wow. UTSA. Yeah, the, the whole staff, the whole the whole team walking around and, and doing a tour. Uh, we Are Marshall, uh, you know, walking around. So, um, yeah, I mean, good movie. Sad and and also you know, a oh, little, know. little eerie too when you think about it and you watch it and you like get on a plane and all that stuff. But I mean, for the most part, you know, it, it's it's a it is a good movie for sure. It is a good movie. All right, you got you got a oh, cowboy yeah. pointer question? Uh, just want to throw out an uh, obscure uh, former favorite player. Uh, it was Mike Renfro, mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yep, Mike and Renfro. It, and it's funny, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I remember one of my favorite players was Butch Johnson because of the California Quake. <laughs> and I remember Coach Landry traded him after he did the California Quake in the end zone after Landry told him not to because the officials were were calling penalties on yeah. that then. And then they traded him to Houston Oilers for oh Mike God. Renfro. And I was like, who on earth is this guy? Like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And we got him, and he caught, like, everything – he was great on the out route. He was an excellent yep. uh, route yep. runner, and, and he had the best feet. Yeah. I mean, he would be like line. a inch in line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I mean, there's people in uh, Houston that still think he got both both feet in bounds for a – I think it was a 79, 79 championship game against the Steelers where back corner of the end zone – he caught it and he got both feet in. They ruled him out of bounds, and Steelers ended up winning and go to the Super Bowl and won a title. But there's people in Houston that still cover them that think Mike Renfro definitely got his feet in bounds and should have beaten the Steelers there. But yeah, he was a good, good, solid player. Probably ran like a five one forty or something like that. But he, yeah. could, but he could catch the ball. <laughs> All right, Eric, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Yeah, we got to get rolling, guys. Uh, Cowboys break will be right after us. Went a little bit long today. Great calls. Uh, keep those um, tomorrow. We'll, we'll be tomorrow. I'll say this: Darren Woodson will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, he'll start off the show at 10 a.m. So get get ready on the phone line if you want to. He'll be here for about 20 minutes or so. Darren Woodson will be on the show tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. We'll see you then. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!